bless him, Lord. Amen. Bragging on God is amen. never, is never, is never, amen, out of style. Amen. Hear what nobody says. That's right. Bragging on Jesus, amen, amen. It's, never, it's never wrong. Amen. Amen. If you got your Bibles, amen, we're going to be in some very familiar scripture today. Amen. I've preached on it many times. Uh, it's going to be a little different, though. Amen. The Lord began to deal with me about this in First Chronicles. Amen. Chapter number 13. <clears throat> I preached on this uh, years ago, and I preached on it several times since, about a new cart. Everybody all right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. amen. They, they tried to put God up on a new cart. Amen. Can anybody here tell me, amen, tell me who drove the cart? Who drove it? Anybody? Who? I heard somebody say it. Uzzah and Aho. Akaiho, how do you pronounce his name? Uzzah. I mean, y'all heard of them, right? Y'all know, y'all... Uh, most of y'all probably knew who drove the car. Amen. If we'd have started reading, you said, oh, I, I've heard that. I knew that. Right? Right? I'm just checking. Amen. Make sure you're awake. Who drove the car? Akayo or Aho, or how do you pronounce his name? Amen. They drove the car. We're going to read that. Amen. And I want you to hear this. The Bible says, and like I said, we may do some teaching this morning. Amen. I just really want to get this point across to us this morning. Amen. Child of God. Amen. This is for you today. Bible says in chapter 13, verse number 1. And David, this is when David is king. Amen. Saul is dead. And David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, if it seem good unto you, and that it be of the Lord our God, let us send abroad unto all our brethren everywhere that are left in all the land of Israel, and with them also to the priests and Levites, which are in the cities and suburbs, that we may gather them, that they may gather themselves unto us. And listen to what he said. And let us bring again the ark of our God to us. And you have to understand, amen, that ark, that ark right there, that represented to them the presence, the power of God. Is everybody all right? Amen. Well, when we see this, hey, this, this represents the presence of our God in this Old Testament. Somebody say amen. Uh, matter of fact, the Philistines got it one time. They put it in there with their God. They gone. Is everybody all right? Amen. They come out there, they wasn't nothing there but a stump. <laughs> That's what our God will do. Amen. Amen. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, they had they had they had that, they had that ark over there. Amen. And God smote them, amen, with emeralds. Is everybody all right in their private parts? They said, let us get rid of this thing. This God right here is more powerful than our God. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. Amen. So, so David said, David said, let us bring again the ark of our God to us. Let us get the presence of God back in our life. Somebody say amen. Amen. For we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. David, hey, I just want to ask you a question, child of God. When was the last time you sought after the presence of God in your life? I mean, really, really wanted the presence of God in your life. David said, you know what? It's been a while, amen, since we've had God in our life. It's been a while since I've had his presence. It's time we get him back. Somebody say amen. Everybody all right? When was the last time you sought after the presence of God? When was the last time you wanted, amen, God's presence in your life, child of God? David said, we sought not after it in the days of Saul. It's been a while. It's been a while, children of God, since we've had the presence of God on our side. When we fought our battles, when we fought our enemies, no wonder Saul's dead. He didn't have the presence and the power of God. Amen. said, and let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. We didn't seek after the power of God. We didn't ask for the presence of God. 
Is everybody all right? So my question today would be, when was the last time you sought after the presence of God in your life? You're saved, you're going to, you're going to heaven. Amen, Amen but that, that, that's different. Amen, this, this, there's a difference in just being saved and, and, and fumbling through life and having the presence of God in your life and on you. Is everybody all right? There's a difference, amen, in walking with God and, and knowing God and, 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 being, and, and, and just being saved. Being saved is great. Man, yeah, that opens the door to everything else. Is everybody okay? I'm not knocking being saved because without the salvation of God, amen, you'll never know all the blessings of God. Amen, you're not going to walk with God if you're lost. Is everybody all right? Hey, me bump that air down just about two notches, just one of them, if you don't mind. Is everybody okay? And so David said, we didn't seek after it, but now we want to seek after God. We want the presence of God in our life, right? We want the power of God in our life. Who wants that in their life today? I mean, I'm asking you a serious question. Do you really want the presence of God in your life? Do you want to feel his presence, amen, when you wake up in the morning? Do you want to know, amen, that, you're, that you're, when you wake up and you open your eyes in the morning, do you want to feel God's presence standing next to you and know that he's been watching over you all night long? Really? Do you want it? You can have it. Amen, when was the last time you felt it? Amen, when was the last time, amen, you felt it? Do you want the presence of God to know when you wake up, he's there? And when you get out of bed, amen, and you go, maybe on your daily routine, maybe you leave and you head out to your job, amen, do you want to know, amen, that God's walking with you and he's climbing into the front seat beside you and he's riding down the road next to you? Do you want that presence in your life? Do you? David said it's been a long time since we sought after it. We've not sought after it since, since in the days of Saul. Been a long time. Some of y'all's been a long time since you've had his presence, hadn't you? Is everybody all right? And the congregation said, listen what they said. That they would do so. Boy, they said, man, this is a good thing. For the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. I've asked you today, amen, do you want his presence in your life? Amen. You want him? Amen. I want him in mine. Amen. amen. Listen to this. So David gathered all of us together from Shahar of Egypt, even under the entering of Hamath to bring the ark of God from Karjoth Jerim. And David, verse number six, went up in all Israel to Bala, that is, this is to Karjoth Jarim, uh, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God, the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. That dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. Amen. And y'all knew that, right? Most of y'all, most of y'all, if you've been in church very long, you've probably heard this story. Amen. You probably probably remember, amen, that us, uh, we're going to read it, how he, how, he, how he goes to steady the ark and he dies. So we, we, we've heard the story and we know, we know who drove the cart, the new cart, the shiny new cart, amen, the apparatus, amen, that they set the ark of God up on. They said, let's get the presence of God back in our life. And they got a shiny new cart. Right? Let's get the presence of God in our life. And we're going to go about it. Hey, man, I can just see. Probably got some good-looking young man. Also, and ho. Hey, man, boy, good-looking young man. Strong man. Didn't want him old. Man. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? But they want the presence of God in their life. So they, they, got, they got what they thought was a fit subject, I'm, I'm sure. Got the best of the best. Popular. Problem. So they drove a new cart, and, and they carried God in a new cart, verse 7, out of the house of Linadab and Huzzah, 
And hey, ho, drave the cart. And David and all Israel, listen to what they've done now, played before God with all their might, with singing and with harps and with psalteries and with timbrels and with cymbals and with trumpets. I'm afraid. I'm afraid there's a lot of people just playing with God. They talk it, Brother Durrell, but they really don't want it. They'll tell you they want it. But they just playing games. These folks playing church all over the land. Amen. Playing, play, see what they can get. You know, if, it, if it's good, you know, if they ain't got no other plans. Is everybody all right? Amen. Playing with God, I'm just dangerous if you're a child of God. Right. Playing around with God. Amen. Pretending like you're one thing today and pretending like you're something else tomorrow. And then just, just being yourself the next day. I mean, just playing games. And here they are, amen. They've got Aho and they've got us. Boy, they're sitting up there. They look good on that new cart. I just see them up there, amen. Boy, they're looking real good. But we, we got a lot of we got a lot of denominations. We got a lot of church houses across the land going some new way with God this morning. Amen. Trying to get the presence of God in their life. Because it's been a while. Listen to this. Verse number nine. And when they came under the threshing floor of China, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Hmm. Now if we'll read back over there, Leviticus, Numbers, when, he, when he's getting the ark ready, no one, no one is ever supposed to put their hand on that ark. Just according to God. Just according to God's man Moses over there. Is everybody all right? So we're going to have stairs through there, and we're going to bear the ark on our shoulders, boys. And don't you ever touch it. Don't you ever put your hands on it, because when you do, you're going to die. So God's not unjust and God's not mean in what's fixing to happen. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark. And there he died before God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore the place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day. Saying, now here's the question, child of God been a while? Has it been a while since the power of God's rested on you? Since the presence of God's been in your home? What does he say? How? David said, how? David asked a very important question. We need to ask this question today. If it's been a while since you felt the presence of God rest on you, since you felt the power of God, y'all are quiet this morning. Here's the question. David said, how shall I bring the ark of God home? How shall I bring the presence of God home? How shall I bring the power of God home to me, to my house? How shall I bring him to my house? How shall I bring God's presence to my home, to my house, to my family? Is everybody okay? David asked an important question. They tried putting him on a new cart. They tried a new way. They tried a new worship. They tried new music. They've tried those things that feel good to the flesh. They've tried those things that look good to the eyes. Amen, but that didn't work. Somebody died. God created a breach. God broke it off. We're done. God said, I'm not, you ain't putting me on no new car. You hear me? So David asked the question. He said, how? How can I bring God home? How can I have the presence of God in my home? There's a question you ought to be asking yourself, men. Ladies, is everybody okay? Oh, this is for all of us. Somebody say amen. Amen. 
How can we have the presence of God in our life resting on us and at our homes? Wow. That's what David's asking. That's what I'm seeing in it. Oh, y'all much rather me get up here and bash all the new religions out there, right? The new cards. Amen. Well, they don't work. And I don't care. I don't care how many of the numbers they have. Is everybody all right? I don't care how many numbers they have. I don't care how much money they raise. I don't care how their music makes you shake your rear end and tap your foot. Is everybody all right? Amen. I'm not going to a country concert, a rock and roll concert, a rap concert. When I go to the house of God, I want to go to a worship place, somewhere where I can worship him, where he's at. Amen right there. I ain't going to no light show. Is everybody okay? It's preaching time. We're not watching the little red ball bounce across the screen. Is everybody okay? It's preaching time now. Amen. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not putting up 14 different, amen, translations of the word of God. Amen. So you can pick which one is yours and see the difference. That's out of hell. Ain't but one Bible. This is a King James Bible. Is everybody all right? Amen. David said, how can I get the presence of God in my home? How can I bring it home? So David, verse 13, brought not the ark home to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months. And the Lord, listen to this. This is, this is how you know if he's there, child of God. This is how you know if the presence of God's in your house, in your home, on your family. Listen to what he said. Verse 14, And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months, and the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. You can't get around it. If, the, if God's presence is in your home and on you and you bring it to home, would you? Every time you walk in the doors, the blessings of God will be present. Period. Period. So and then in chapter 14, I, I looked at this and there was a lot of battles that David fought. In chapter 14, there was some battles that he went through. Amen. Just because, just because you ain't got the presence of God in your life don't mean you ain't going to face some battles. You're going to face some tough battles. You're going to face some hard battles. I mean, we know that David was praying and seeking the Lord in that chapter. That David's already asked, now how can I bring him home? How can I bring him home? How can I have the presence of God in my life? Go to chapter 15. David's fighting some battles Amen. He's praying, talking to God. He's following, trying to follow God, listening to God. And in chapter number 15, verse number 1, And David made him houses in the city of David. And listen to this, And prepared a place for the ark of God. Are you, are you preparing a place in you, on you, in your home, for the presence of God? Are you, are you making preparations for God to come home with you? Talk to me, church. Is everybody all right? Amen. Let me tell you something. The Bible tells us God's not going to dwell in an unclean vessel unfit. Amen. God ain't going to just any rat hole. Somebody say amen right there. And I'm not talking about how clean you keep your house. Nothing like that. Amen. I'm not talking about whether you wash your clothes. Amen. Every day or you don't. That you let them pile up. I ain't talking about that, ladies. I ain't talking about that, men, whether you got your grass cut or not. That ain't, ain't going to determine, amen, whether God comes home with you and dwells in your house and blesses your family. Those things right there are trivial. They don't mount to a hill of beans. Amen. You ought to keep it up. I understand that. You ought to keep your grass cut. But that right there, that right there don't make no difference. God will go home with you, amen, whether your grass is knee high or ankle high. Somebody say amen right there. God ain't worried about your grass. Is everybody all right? I'll let you in on a secret. God ain't worried about your dirty dishes. Is 
Amen. Y'all want to keep them clean. I like eating off a clean plate every once in a while. Everybody all right? Amen. Is everybody okay? What God's worried about, amen, ain't, ain't, ain't really the, the building that you're living in, amen, but it's this one. So David prepared a place and set up a tent for, for the ark of God. David prepared, amen, a place for the presence of God to dwell at his house. I ain't telling you to set up no altar, amen, and bow to no statues. Somebody say amen, that ain't what we're talking about. We'll get to it in a minute. And pitched a tent for it. Verse 2, then David said, now I don't read in there, amen, where David, where the Lord told David this. This was something that David already knew. This ain't nothing new today. This ain't nothing I hadn't already preached. This ain't nothing you don't know, child of God, about how to get the presence of God in your home and in your life. Then David said, none ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. For them, listen to this, hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. And David gathered all Israel together uh, to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord unto his place, which he had prepared for it. And David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites. Amen. David said, let's all of us come together. Amen. Let's, let's get the presence of God in our life. Amen, I, I realize, amen, uh, uh, what we've done over here, we set us up a new way, and we thought we could get God that way, but that ain't the way God set it up. That ain't the way the man of God in the Old Testament back there, Moses, told him to uh, uh, transport the ark. That ain't the way Moses told him. You have the presence of God. You'll have the protection of God. You'll have the power of God in your life. Moses didn't tell him, hey, set him up on a new cart. That's how you get it. No. Moses said, this is how you get it. This is how you bring it home, boys. Go down to verse 11. And David, now I want to ask you a question. Well, let me read on. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar the priest, and for the Levites, for Uriah, Aziah, and Joel, Shemaiah, and Eliel, and Amenadab, said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves. I want to ask you a question. We're going to get down to it. We knew who drove the new cart. Now, they're fixing to sanctify themselves. You know what that means? I looked that up. That means clean yourselves up. Is everybody all right? He told them, he said, sanctify yourselves. He didn't say, let God do it. He said, hey, you men, you men, you need to clean up. You want to bring the ark home? You want the presence of God? You want the power of God? You want the protection of God? You're going to have to clean yourselves up. Sanctify yourselves. Clean up. It, said, it means to make holy. He said, be ye holy for God is holy. Our God's a holy God. If you want the presence of God in your life, sir, you're going to have to make yourself holy. You're going to have to clean yourself up. Dedicate to the work or the service of the Lord. You're going to have to dedicate yourself, amen, to God's will. Is everybody all right? Y'all getting quiet on me. Amen, that's right. I got some grandboys that amen me. Yeah. Hallelujah. So David tells them, he says, listen. He said, you need to sanctify yourself. We're going to get the, the presence of God in our homes. We're going to take God home with us. It's been a while. It's been a while. So here's what we got to do, boys. We got we to clean up. Amen. Probably wouldn't hurt you to cut your grass, but that ain't what he's talking about. Amen. Probably wouldn't hurt you to vacuum, but that ain't what he's talking about. He's talking about this tabernacle, this house, this one right here. 
Me, me. I need to clean some things up in my life. I need to straighten some things out in my life. I need to get myself holy. Is everybody all right? Boy, some of y'all looking like I just come back and smacked you. Y'all act like y'all ain't heard this preaching and Bible teaching before. Man, that's the only thing I've been preaching and teaching for 33 years. Is everybody all right? Be 33 years and in February, I've been, been preaching just like this. Just like this. Just like this. I ain't changed. I've done seen too many of them change. I've seen too many of them go after the new cart. I've seen too many of them trying to set God up on a new cart, trying to look cool, trying to look good. Amen, trying to uh, uh, hit the pulpit, you know, with their shirts unbuttoned to here. Amen, and their sleeves rolled up just right, trying to show off their little muscles. Is everybody okay? God ain't interested in that. Amen goes right there. Hallelujah goes right there. Amen, I've seen too many of them change. I'm not changing one thing. I'm not changing my suit. I'm not changing my shoes. I'm not changing my tie. Hey, is everybody all right? I'm not changing my white shirt, and I don't care who don't like it. Is everybody okay? If you really want the presence of God in your home, he tells us, clean it up. Clean yourself up. And that's, and that's not all. Listen to what he said. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren. Is everybody all right? Amen. That ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for. I've made some preparations in my life. Amen. When I got saved, there's a whole lot I didn't know. Amen. Wearing a suit and a tie don't get you saved. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. Amen. But when you get up here behind the holiest of holies, is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? For, listen to this, what he said. For because you did it not at the first, verse 13, the Lord our God made a breach upon us. He wasn't blaming nobody. He said, because, y'all, because we didn't do it the way we were supposed to. But because you did it not the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us for that we sought him not after the due order. There's a way. There's a way. There's a way. The Bible tells us in the Old Testament, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but in thereof are the ways of death. Right? The Bible says it like this in the New Testament. Amen. They've got a form and a fashion of godliness, but they've denied the power. Is everybody okay? We can have that form and that fashion. We can have that look that we want. Amen. That looks so, so professional if we want it. Amen. But that does not produce the power of God. That does not have the presence of God. Is everybody all right? That's not going to get you the anointing of God in your home and in your life and on you. Is everybody okay? What's it going to take? Well, let's see. So the priests, verse 14, and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. What'd they do? They got ready. They got cleaned up. They said, they, 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 we want the presence of God. Right? We want the presence of God. Now I want to ask you a question. Let me read this next verse. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon as Moses commanded, according, as Moses commanded, as, as the old man of God back there as that old man of God back there, the one, the one that walked with God, the one that had the touch of God on his life, the one that had the power of God on him, the one that had the presence of God. Amen, you felt it when he walked in the room as Moses commanded. Amen, David, and God didn't tell David that. David already knew it. David just forgot about it. David thought it'd be all right. Amen, to let them put him on a new cart. But David found out that way don't work. The old way still works. Let me ask you a question. Finish reading this verse. And the children of the Levites, verse 15, 
bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves their own as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Y'all know who drove the cart? How'd that work out? Huh? But boy, everybody knows him. Everybody's seen him. Everybody knows who it was. We can quote their names. We can tell you. Uzzah. Perez Uzzah over there. That's where God made a breach. Uzzah, Uzzah put his hand on the ark and God killed him. We can tell you all about Uzzah and Ahab. Let me ask you a question. Who bore the ark on their shoulders and carried it? No, no, no. Give me their names. Who had the presence of God and the power of God on their lives carrying it on their shoulders? You don't know. Is everybody all right? That crowd seeking the name for themselves, seeking lights, seeking fortune and fame. Boy, everybody knows them. And those who really walk in with God, who really have a touch of God on them, have the power of God resting on them, have the presence of God and they're carrying it home with them day in and day out. Amen, you hear me and you hear me well. Amen, your name may not never be up on a billboard. Your name may not never be on a church sign. Your name may not never be in the newspaper. Or the governor and the president may not never know your name. Amen, but I'm telling you right now, you can have the presence and the power of God on your life. You can move mountains. Hey, you can pluck up trees. You can cast them in the depths of the sea. Amen, and nobody will never know who you are. Nobody will never shout your name from the rooftop. Amen, but God will no, and God will be with you glory to God and God will walk with you and you can make a difference in somebody else's life maybe by teaching a Sunday school class maybe by a singing a song maybe by standing up and testifying maybe by preaching on a Sunday night uh, I never know God can use you in so many ways and the world may not never know who you are amen but you can still have the presence of God on you and in your home sir is everybody all right? Tell me who carried that ark. Folks down at Calvary. Yeah, but who are they? I don't know, but man, there's something different about them. Is everybody all right? Tell me who's got the presence of God in their home. Come on, talk to me. We don't know their names. But boy, we'll know them if, you know, they got the, the new cart, the new look. Is everybody all right? We're not careful. We might find ourselves getting a little jealous of them, trying to be like them. I don't want to be like us. I don't want to be like uh, hey ho. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. David didn't say, hey, you know what? We didn't do it the way we're supposed to. Let's do it like that, that preacher boy, that, that preacher man that us sit under. He said, well, we got to get back to the, to the old man of God down there, Moses. What he said. What the word of God said. If you want the presence of God in your life, you're going to have to seek it the same way the old ones did. You're going to have to get it the same way, amen, the old ones got it. You're going to have to get it the same way the Sammy Allens got it. Everybody all right? Amen, you're going to have to get it the same way the Virgil Bonnards got it. Somebody say amen right there. If you want the touch of God, if you want the touch of God on your life, you're going to have to get it the same way. Them old timers got it. What they do? They stole away somewhere and they prayed and they sought God and they prayed till they prayed through and they done what that Bible said and they listened to their man of God and they lived right and they cleaned their life up and they walked holy. Are you hearing me? And they separated themselves from the world. Amen goes right there. And because of that, they took the presence of God home with them. Is everybody all right? He said, sanctify yourselves. Sanctify yourselves. Well, we want it. I don't know if we're willing to do what it takes to get it. Is everybody all right? Let nothing 
or nobody come between you and what you know is right with God and that word of God. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Ladies? Men? Amen goes right there. What do you do, Billy? What do you do, Billy? When she says do one thing and that Bible says do another. What do you do, ma'am? When he says you do this and that Bible says you do something different. That's right. Always. Matthew, come here. I like him. I love Brother Matthew. Stand right here, Matthew. Y'all know Matthew? Y'all know Matthew? Y'all like Matthew, don't you? You know him, don't you? Jesse Busby. You know Matthew? Come here. Matthew, you know Jesse? Okay, good. I'm glad y'all know each other. Well, you know him. What's his favorite food? Aren't you, what? We're acquaintances. No, 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 no. What's his favorite food? No idea. What's his favorite food? No, no. You don't know? Y'all know each other. You know him. What's the name of the company he works for? Where does he live? What's his address? Thought you knew him. Oh no. You, you said you knew him. You know who he is. You know him, right? You know Matthew, don't you? How you reckon? How you reckon you could find out a little more about him? Spend some time with him. Why not? You know God. You know God. Amen. You know Matthew, but you really don't know a lot about Matthew. Not really. You know Jesse, but you really don't know a lot about Jesse, right? You know who his wife is, don't you? Right. Oh, you don't even know her name. Brandy. I knew it. Okay, no, 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 no. Brandy. You know what she is to me? She's my niece. That's right. And I didn't really like Jesse Busby if it started this thing. But he's proven to be a good man. That's my niece. And don't none of y'all talk about her. Amen. Because I'm her favorite. Out of all her uncles, I'm her favorite. You know Tyler? Tyler? No, Busby. Tyler Busby? Yeah, yeah. You know his favorite meal? <laughs> you know his wife? You know his wife? You know, you know, you know what she is? She's my niece. I didn't like Tyler either. Yeah, you got it. The light came on. How are you? How, yeah, now you get, you're understanding some things. Why? Because I'm getting to know y'all better. I'm afraid in the churches there's a lot of people that know God, but they just don't know that much about God. You men can be secret. Oh, I know God, preacher. When was the last time you picked up the Bible? Let me tell you how you know about God, how you learn about what God wants in your life and how God expects us to live. Amen, it's not just by knowing who he is, amen, but it's about knowing about him. 
about what his wishes are for our lives. You find it all right here. And how do we find it? When we spend time alone with God in his word. Everybody all right? That's how you learn about God. That's how you get to know what God wants out of your life. That's how you get to learn how to bring the presence of God home with you. Is everybody okay? I know him. Amen. But I just don't know that much about him, preacher. And we expect the preacher to bring it in every week and give you everything you need to know about the presence of God in your life, having it in your life, and everything you get. Okay, you come in here three times a week and you hear me preach for 15, 20 minutes. You hear them sing for an hour and you hear me, and you hear me preach for... 15, 20 minutes. And, and, and that's, and that's all you know. And I'm doing my best. How many husbands we got in here? Stand up. If you're a husband. Stand up. All right. I just, just a question, and I, don't even, and I don't even preach most Sunday nights, so that's just twice a week. Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Y'all come in, y'all hear me preach. And y'all supposed to get enough, amen, to, to let you walk in the presence of God and to know everything you need to know about God. Amen, and you're supposed to be, the Bible tells us to be fat in the Lord. Is everybody all right? If all you did was come home and your wife fed you twice a week on Sunday morning and Wednesday night and that was it and you didn't eat nothing else the rest of the week. Hello, is everybody okay? I don't, I don't think we see any fat folks down here. We'd probably see a lot more single folks around here. Right? Big John said, Amen. I'm gonna get <laughs> Big John, Big John said, I'm gonna get me some food, preacher. We brought that pot of chili up here, amen, and Big John ate the whole pot. He said, Miss Breezy, did you bring any more? I said, that boy eats like I used to right there. What I'm saying is this. If all you got was fed twice a week at home. Just twice. You'd be kind of malnourished, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think? Brother, Brother Larry said, well, we'd be dead. <laughs> preacher, don't talk like that. I can't live on two. No, preacher, preacher, help me. Brother Larry's praying back here. Oh, God, don't let this happen. <laughs> I'd be dead. Hey, Amen. I've tasted Miss Judy's food, man. She's a good cook. You know how he knows she's a good cook? Because she feeds him all the time. Ain't that right? Amen. That's right. All right, you can be seated. If all you got was just twice a week fed, boy, you'd be grumpy. You ever been hungry? Has any of you been ever been hungry? Been working all day? Been hungry? I ain't talking about hungry. I'm talking about hungry. There's a difference. Amen? There's a difference when a 300-pound man, I was 300 once, over 300. Amen? Worked all day in 90-degree weather. You hearing me? 90-degree weather all day. Come home, hey, didn't, ha didn't, didn't have no, no, no lunch. Had, a, had some water. Had some water. When I got home, brother Eric, I wasn't hungry. I was hungry. Amen. And I was irritable. Everybody all right? 
Everybody, I was irritable. I know none of y'all have ever been irritable. I've been there. I wasn't going to hit you, son. I've been there a time or two. Been, ir- been irritable. Amen. I believe that's the way a lot, of, a lot of church folks are. They're irritable. You can't talk to them. You know why? Because they're running around hungry for the word of God, for the presence of God in their life. Amen? And they're only nibbling once or twice a week. They don't want it all. We went to eat. God help us. I don't think none of my daughters like collards. Are you hearing something bad wrong? Maybe one of them does. Amen? I mean, man, I could sit down with a pot of collars, man, I could eat for a week. Man, they would go hungry because they don't like it. But you know what? Collars are good for you. They're good for your blood. They're good for your, they're good for your circulatory system. Is everybody all right? They keep you regular. That's what my mama said. Is everybody okay? That's right. You won't walk around irritable and angry and mad. You walk around satisfied. Some of y'all, some of y'all ain't got the presence of God in your house. Amen. You're irritable. You're miserable. You ain't satisfied. You know what you need to do? You need to pick that Bible up. Amen. You need to get along with God. You need to learn about God. You know God, but you don't know about God. Amen. Because you're not getting familiar with God through his words. Everybody all right? You spend no time in prayer. Amen. And you wonder why you walk around angry. You wonder why you walk around half-cocked all the time, ready to blow up at the drop of a hat. Hey, is everybody all right? And we can't carry the presence of God home with us. Because he's not on us. We don't know nothing about God. Nothing. David, David remembered. David said, hey, wait a minute. We didn't get God's presence because we tried it this way. And that ain't the way the old man of God back there said try it. That ain't what the scriptures say. I remember hearing about them scriptures. Amen. Over at Jesse's place. Somebody say amen. I remember when Jesse would get the word of God. Amen. He'd teach it to us and he'd read it to us. I remember when he took us down there. Amen. To hear a Samuel. Amen. Preach the word of God. And I remember Samuel telling us about a man named Moses and telling us about that ark and how we're supposed to carry it on our shoulder. Amen. And we tried it another way and we couldn't get the presence of God with us. But if we're going to have it, we're going to have to learn about him. Amen. We're going to have to do more than just know who he is. Amen. Can I say this, Miss Christie? Miss Christie said they was talking the other day, her and Nicole. They was talking about testimonies. And Nicole looked up there and said, Mama, Said, I just really think, almost think that December the 17th, 1989 is my testimony. Why? Because she's heard it since she was this tall. Amen. Time and time and time again she's heard it. Amen. Ain't that right? And hey, and I don't care who it is from this church. Amen. If they spent very many years here as a young child, Amen. They've heard the testimonies. They've heard, they've witnessed the power of God. They've heard the preaching of the word of God. And although some of them may be out trying a new way, is everybody all right? Trying a new cart? Amen. They're going to realize one day, hey, I remember way back over yonder, old man of God told us something about the word of God and started introducing us to God and told us how to get the presence of God in our life. And when they get ready to take the God back home with them and get him back in their house, glory to God, they're going to know how. Why? Because we didn't compromise. Oh, we didn't try some new way down at Calvary Baptist Church. We didn't try some of the Bible. They're going to say, hey, I remember what the old man of God down there said. I remember I said we got to live. I remember I said we need to clean up. I remember I said we need to get holy if we want God's presence. And buddy, they'll come flooding back to him that way. But it's up to us. It's up to us. They might not remember every name of everybody else. You can't tell me who the Levites were that carried it. But you can tell me they carried it. We might not can tell you every name of everybody that's come through the door over the years, but we can tell you there's been some to carry it. Amen. Kept it going. That's right. Hallelujah. 
Somebody start making your way to piano. I know it's different. Just a little Bible teaching this morning. I'm going to read these verses and I'm going to be done. Chapter 15. So David, go to verse number 25. If I hadn't read it, I'm going to read it. If I have read it, I'm going to read it again. Because let me tell you a secret, you're not going to hear it too much. Amen. Some of y'all need to hear it again. Because you ain't, you ain't picked your Bible up in so long. Everybody okay? You know God, you just don't know about God. So David and the elders of Israel, verse 25, and the captains, over thousands, went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obed-Edom with joy. Now listen to this. Remember what they'd done in front of the cart? They danced. They played instruments. They was having a good time. They, man, they was tapping their feet. They was probably shouting amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at the, look at the cart. And it ain't about the cart. It's about the ark. Is everybody all right? Well, they was excited about the cart, but it didn't have nothing to do with the cart. It was all about the ark. Listen to this now. So listen. So David and the elders of Israel and the captains of thousands went to bring the ark of the covenant out of the Lord, of the Lord out of the house of Obed, Edom with joy. And it came to pass, listen to this, when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, uh-oh, that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen. And all the Levites that bear the ark and the singers and Chenaniah, the master of the song with the singers, David also had upon him an ephod of linen. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with sound of the coronet and with trumpets and with cymbals making a noise with psalters and harps. And it came to pass, listen to this, as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michael, the daughter of Saul, Looking out at a window, saw King David dancing and playing. She despised him in his heart. In her heart, the Bible said that when God helped him, that the Levites that they offered seven bullocks. What they do? They sacrifice. You're gonna to have to sacrifice some things, sir, ma'am, to get the presence of God in your home. That's what they've done, right? Did I just read it? They sacrificed. David said, sanctify yourselves. Clean, clean, clean it up. Clean it up. Get holy. And let's do it the old way, the right way. And we can bring the presence of God home with us. And here they go. They said, we want his presence. So they got back to the old way. That old way still works.